Ja, aber dafür, if I play it in reverse. That's an intro. It's your edit and you wanted it easy, so go right ahead. <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast number one, Crude Mistakes, with myself, Horvath, from Behind the Mistakes, and KJ from Crude But Efficient, and Glenn from Number One Project. Welcome, guys. How's the week been? Man, <laughs> <laughs> we just put that to the front, and it's boom hit in the box. <laughs> Boom hit in the box. That's a, that's a classic. <laughs> or I mean, uh, if, you, if, you do, if you should do a proper translation, that's a carrot in a box. That's going up there with I'm as ready as an egg for me. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I think there is there is a saying always like when you're done with something like that. Oh, that's a. What what a, let's say uh, it's something like boom bash in the fuse box. <laughs> Some odd reference. It doesn't even make sense in Norwegian. And then if you translate it word by word to English, it's psychedelic. It doesn't make it better. No. no. <laughs> so I was um, doing some stalking of you both earlier. It's on your YouTube channels, that is. And um, I've had a couple of your titles really through me. It said. I think it was Sniggler to Nespresso Maker. And uh, then there was another Sniggler in there. I thought, what the hell's a Sniggler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Is you have to crazy? ask. I don't know, but you can ask KJ because it's a, it's a Swedish word. <laughs> <laughs> why there, why there's snails in your Nespresso? <laughs> Is that what a Sniggler is? A snail? Yeah. 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 Um okay. it's uh I, I built uh the first video was I built the <laughs> Nespresso coffee pot holders from uh reclaimed wood from uh an IKEA like uh, baby diaper changing stations and of course IKEA called those uh, Sniglar. So that's the mm-hmm. reference. So yeah, you have to be an IKEA aficionado to get the reference, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It just make the titles of those videos very niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not more niche than I, I got a copyright strike. Uh, and I didn't get a message about it. I was just, uh, I was looking for a video I did and I was just scrolling down and I just noticed that one of the videos had a red mark by the dollar sign. And then I clicked on it and, oh, this... Uh, music company has put in a copyright strike and then of course you have to go in and dispute that and actually claim that uh, but I have the license for that or I own the rights or whatever and it feels really unnecessary because I actually bought the rights to use that music through a music service so that they don't have control over their own licenses that they have given out it feels really annoying so I'm not going to use them anymore that's the result so now I'm basically using the audio that YouTube has I mean they they are getting a bigger and bigger library so I can't find something there but I really like I think it was called Audio Jungle which is a really nice library for anything and you can get a lot of music and audio and quite cheap but of course if uh, then the music labels are going to try and copyright strike your videos every now and then it's not going to happen. Is there, mu- is there music available in DaVinci Resolve? When I use CapCut, it just has a library of music which you can choose from there. Um, I don't think they have that in the free version. Then you have to pay for a level up or something to get, because they also have some of the, the fancy video transition uh, uh, and so on you have to pay for. So... Uh, but I never felt the need of that. Of course, I, I would have the uh, old uh, spinny transition from the Adam West uh, Batman said television series there. Yeah. And the spinning thing, that would be really cool, but uh, you got to pay to use that one, so... Nope. 
does your, just, does your editing software have music, KJ, available? I don't think so. It's probably a pay pay upgrade thing. Most uh, okay. things are. I, I'm I'm deep down the Kevin McLeod uh, route instead. He, uh, he hosts grand designs in this country. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a different one. <laughs> He seems like quite a talented guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the hard thing is is finding the gems among all the all the songs uh, because I I paid uh, to download all the the libraries and I think that was like eleven thousand songs or something like that. Ooh, so gosh. that's a bit much to go through. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I've been able to find some gems in there, so yeah. It, but it, it's you cannot underestimate the value of a good audio track, and I can spend an entire evening just searching and searching and searching and don't finding anything. And then on my last video, I was just I was just starting a search. I started on a genre and maybe specifying the beats per minute and so on, and then just. Uh, searching for some funk and then the first one I tried ooh, I'm downloading that so I'm gonna try to see if that fit and I just imported it into the video editing software and put a couple of clips on top of it and like ooh, this really works so it's like I got one on the first try that felt really good because I probably saved myself three hours of just scrolling through because there is a lot of crap <laughs> before you yeah. found the golden nuggets so yeah, that's like some- are you using something different for this video then? Yep. Yep. Completely different. And yeah. uh, it's, it's been nice. I have a couple of ones that I really like as a background, but then someone commented, oh, everybody's using that one. And of course, I don't watch enough YouTube these days to pick up on that. So, of course, if that's the one everybody's using, I need to find something else. So, we'll see how long this one will last. Yeah, that's sort of fun, actually, when you get used to hearing music on, on one person, then you realize that a lot of people are using it, but I mean, that's that's <laughs> Craft of Ellen's music. Yeah. And okay, yeah, she has a smaller channel than this and this and this and this, and yeah. I mean, it's the same with podcast intros as well. I think a lot of people are using the same libraries for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bourbon Moss theme tunes been used all over the place on yeah, yeah. various that's a good things. Example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking at one point you would I mean if I, I if I was Bourbon Moth one thing is to build your image and of course you would like to use that tune but if everybody is using it at some point you would maybe contact someone on Fiverr there is a lot of professional musicians out there for a decent price where you can just pitch an idea or you can give them a clip I need something in the lines of this but it needs to be original so you can get yeah. your own Yeah, or, have a, or build a strum stick. Yeah, that's or right. build a strum stick and uh, have your friend over for a pint. <laughs> that that works right. well. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. I was listening to uh, Bourbon Moth's um, podcast this week, and it's, things are definitely paying off for him. <laughs> he was talking about he's just bought a doer up a house for just under a million dollars. He spent ten thousand. A doer upper for ten million dollars. No, for one million. Sorry, did I say ten? One, yeah, yeah, one million. Yeah. Sorry. One, yeah, only one. Only one million. No, I, I think it was yeah. me who uh, yeah. added. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, still, that's yeah. yeah. I, I saw the same. Sorry, carry on. No, sorry. I was going to say he said so. He's buying this doer upper for just under one million, and then in the next breath he mentioned he'd spent ten grand getting his teeth fixed. And then in the next breath, he's just buying a new uh, Ford F one fifty truck. <laughs> YouTube's really not paying off for you, mate. You need to try harder. <laughs> it's it's really fun because I I saw that post, but I haven't seen any of his last videos, and I discovered him quite early, and it it was nice to watch the first videos, and you could actually see he hit all the marks at the right time so he he really took off but you also see that from the first videos where you feel it's a bit genuine and he's doing projects 
now it's basically a promotion channel for a lot of companies and i i understand it but i lost interest in the videos i don't find them inspiring to watch anymore so it's same so i found someone else who did you find i started a podcast with uh two blokes (laughs) (laughs) it's called time management i'm not very good at that at the moment all right, please do elaborate. Well, I just not. There's loads of things I want to get done, and um, myself and other people are just interfering with my time management at the moment, and things aren't going according to plan. Is yeah, it? I mean, when your when your wife <laughs> is uh, picking up uh, house projects, then of course, yeah, someone yeah. is doing time management. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. Well, the, she's. She's not wanting much help with the project. She's quite independent. Yeah. A little bit of help, but not much. But um, she did take up the workshop most of Saturday. So that was me out of there. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, I had to uh, help her choose uh, the right colour of cream for the, uh, you know, for the paint in the hallway. So, yeah, there we go. Swallowing my time. Is your workshop uh, properly labeled or everything easy to find? Or does she have to call you every five minutes and ask, where's this, where's this, where's this? <laughs> she, she's she been in there and played quite a, quite a bit, actually. She knows where most things are now. She's, she's, she's got the hang of it. <laughs> most of my stuff's visible as well, apart from the stuff in the drawers, yeah. which even I don't know what's in there, so... <laughs> I'm pretty happy that my wife convinced me to actually put labels on the drawers that that don't see through, so to say. So you actually know where the screwdrivers are, where the knives and the sandpaper oh. and all that, all that stuff. Oh, Shell, Shell has her own um, her own toolkit actually, which she's got the basics in, so she doesn't have to come outside and go into the workshop to get things most of the time. I mean, she's got that- no power tools in there, but all the hand tools, the basics are there. That is actually one of my future projects is to have a a picture a picture frame on the wall, but if you flip it open, it has the basic tools for like uh, if you need to measure something or uh, put in a screw for hanging a picture or so something like that because it's cumbersome going down to the workshop and then bring all the tools up and then you have to bring it down again and I'm being lazy, so it would be nice to have a something close by the living room. <laughs> A secret picture frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, Actually, not guns and knives and things like that, but all tools uh, in setting the foam in there. I have a picture drawing I got as a gift of Nick Offerman, so I'm thinking that would be a nice picture, and then behind that frame you could have the basic tools. That would be only fitting. <laughs> you should have a remote as well, so you just click a button and it opens up. I like how you're thinking. Um, <laughs> I'll make I'll make some notes. Um, oh, well, but yeah, is la- going to get some more business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on the subject, lasers labeling. Um, I actually labeled all my drawers in my workshop as well. Uh, the week after I finished most of the drawers, so I made this. Um, I used four millimeter plywood and you just make small plaques that I screwed on every drawer. And of course I labeled them like I do in Excel. <laughs> so it's like, it's columns, columns one, two, three, and four, and then it's row one, two, three, four. So if my wife asks me something, uh, where is the sandpaper? Oh, that's in drawer 1.2. So it's uh, <laughs> column one, row one. And then of course I screwed it up because I made some drawers in the bench under the... Um, uh, CNC uh, and that doesn't fit into that system so I had to call that something else and of course I made these plaques so that I can remove them because I knew at some point I would have a laser well, remember this is three to four years ago so <laughs> I thought instead of writing on them uh, I should just uh, laser engrave like a picture of a hammer or a wrench or depending on what's inside the drawers but I don't have enough drawers to do that full segregation of tools so I need to find some combination icons and so on and uh, 
I just realized I could actually draw that by hand because when I get a laser, I could just take them off, flip them, and engrave on the backside and put them back on again. So, yeah. That might be something. Glenn, do you have a fan or something on? Uh, we, we get a no. constant sound from your end. Is, it, is that me, is it? Yeah, the hmm. You're, you're, you're transmitting all the time. So it's... It's just stopped, hasn't it? I can still hear a humming. I can't hear anything, but I had a fan on, so I turned that off. Yeah. But <laughs> you still hear the humming, and I and so, no. <laughs> I I could hear the fan, and then then it stopped. Um, yeah, I don't know what else is coming I from my end. I don't have anything on there. It's not much to do, but yeah. At least you have a fan. <laughs> the <laughs> only <laughs> fan. <laughs> so KJ. You got a video out. Yeah, I did. Finally. After four years in the making or something like that. <laughs> four years and edited down to five minutes. That's not a bad effort, mate. Yeah, well, it's not... Yeah, it's long hiatus in the middle there. But yeah, yeah, finally <laughs> done with it. Finally, I can throw it out. Or rather, put it on a shelf and never think about it again. <laughs> it, it's nice to see that it's not only me who had just thrown like consistency out of the window uh, I don't care I can change clothes from one clip to another and you had a, a segment in the beginning it's, it's summer and very nice weather and then <laughs> suddenly you're uh, bashing a paint can in the snow so it's like ooh that snow came quickly yeah. <laughs> and then it disappeared for the last frames of the build because yeah. then it was April of last year <laughs> Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Things so take it, time. <laughs> did it take you that long to make it or just to make the video? Uh, I mean, to make it... I, I mean, I, the, the, the first part where I cut up the uh, MDF scrap piece, that was done four years ago. And then I, I, and I printed the, the template and then I put it on a shelf because, hey, I can do this later. And then it's been laying there on the shelf, glaring at me, and I haven't felt like it. And then I, last year, I finally took it down. Okay, I finally, I'm gonna do this. So then I did it. Ah, now it's done. Now we just have to film the, the, the intro and actually a rules explanation. And that <laughs> took like six months to actually do that as well. God. <laughs> so procrastination in the box. Yes. <laughs> So it was, a, it was nice to see you do it. It's nice to it's nice that you've hand carved it and whatnot. I I was looking at it thinking I could laser that within fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it based probably somewhere from an anti anti thing to all the robots, <laughs> or <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, come on. My first thought was I would probably have masked those carvings out and just used the spray paint like shh and done with it but I really like the way nope not doing that I'm getting out the brush and I'm gonna <laughs> yep. hammer a big hole in the box and just uh, spoil uh, 98% of the paint and then <laughs> use the two drops that are left to <laughs> squeeze them into the grooves <laughs> made for a great shot there didn't it yeah I love it <laughs> Well, it was so crude, but so efficient. <laughs> well, I don't know about efficient, but <laughs> crude definitely. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I'm not one to to throw away a, a a paint can just because it's clogged and can't be can't push it out, push the the paint out. I think I seen like was it Colin first who reloaded it with uh, the compressor? So yeah, it might be something you can do, but. Yeah, this was more fun to try to see how <laughs> how bad it could be, and it was a little bit more juice in that rocket than I was I was ready for. <laughs> I, you can still see the splash damage outside of the workshop if you look closely. <laughs> but the snow did, took the brunt of the fall, so yeah. Did you wait for the snow specifically for that shot? No, no. It was. It just happens to to be to be snow at that point. <laughs> it was just August in Sweden. That's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now that point, I think, was about this time last year, 
because I started thinking, oh, this is like a winter project. You sit inside and carve. It's nice when it's <laughs> 10 below. And then you have to open the door to actually puncture a, a spray can. Well, then it's snow outside. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Speaking about a winter project, I actually remembered to turn the heat on uh, in advance of the recording. But I also hoped that my heating cables would arrive because I got a message from the postal service that it has arrived in the country. But I didn't get it in time because I was going <laughs> to just... <laughs> <laughs> entwine myself in those heating cables <laughs> and then just turn up in the podcast like the Michelin man, like, oh, this is good. <laughs> End up with the stripy burn marks all around your body. <laughs> Having a short somewhere and yeah. us seeing you being electrocuted on stream. <laughs> I actually... um I got to sell my motorcycle before I got this idea, but I was thinking... If I took an old motorcycle jacket, and then, of course, I, in the liner, I just filled it with uh, tubing. And I filled uh, filled that tubing, of course, with uh, antifreeze. And then I made some quick connections. So when you're driving in the colder periods of the year, which is basically every day but two days in the summer in Norway, then I could just connect that so that my jacket would be a loop of the cooling system of the motorcycle so we would actually loop uh, hot water <laughs> through my jacket but um, I, I never got around to do it before I sold it so uh, that's uh, that's in the book for later How much time do you think you'd need to actually do all of the crazy ideas that pop into your head Havard? How many lifetimes? <laughs> oh it's a uh, it's an endless stream of ideas, so I, I would never catch up. Uh, of course, it would help uh, doing it full-time, but then again, a lot of the ideas come from boredom. So if I yeah. had like all the time to be in my workshop, would I be bored enough to have the amazing ideas, or would I just end up like, I don't know what to do? <laughs> so you, you need your day jobs, boring meetings to actually... yeah. But then, of mm, course, if yeah. you don't have anything to do, you get bored and then you get an idea. But, uh, I mean, the rate of ideas would probably slow down somewhat. I don't know. Let's hope I oh. never find out. <laughs> yeah, talking about boring meetings, I, I really felt I, I had a hard moment uh, the other day when I was sitting in a rather boring meeting at work thinking about knife designs instead. <laughs> that was so frustrating because this was not the kind of meeting where people had uh, pens and pa paper out in front of them. So I couldn't sit and sketch without people noticing. So I just had to think about it. Oh, would this work? No, if I put a, and would that design, how if I put that there and, and yeah. just try and I mean, to get something <laughs> out? This was terrible. If you did parts, it would be okay. I, I spent last week in uh, this week, uh, sitting in various workshops, um, of course, so everybody has pen and paper. And then when someone is discussing something and you don't have to contribute, then, of course, you, you can end up sketch your own things. But it is a bit passive-aggressive, I think, if somebody looks over and you just draw on the outline of, like, a hundred knives on your paper. It's like, uh, <laughs> is he a writer over there? <laughs> I know we wasn't on board with our previous concept, but I mean, should we be worried? <laughs> he's, he's drawing meat cleavers now. <laughs> and a guillotine. Nope. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> so while we're on the subject of knives, how are the, how are the knives coming on, guys? Um, As good as one could expect. I haven't built anything I uh, I have picked the materials but then I got some ideas for the editing so I spent the last couple of days just drawing sketches for the the graphics for the video <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> I probably uh, I filmed the entire intro of me drawing and then I made some sketches for like uh, the blueprint blueprint background and so on so um, and I, I need to get that 
done because I have an idea of a storyline and of course when I start to make something I want that to fit into that storyline so I have to see if the storyline fits first so um, I do it all in reverse <laughs> storyline crikey yeah, but... I think mine's just going to be a, a video with music no talking this is what I did the end <laughs> yeah but that's uh, if you if you don't have any anything of substance you have to package it, package it really nice. So <laughs> I think enough. that's my, I think that's my goal here. I, I really don't got a very good product, so how could I wrap it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I see you guys have started off kind of similar. I saw some saw blades in both your Instagram feeds, at least. Yep, KJ found is at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a in a in the in the one of those uh, fabric containers, what do you call them? Big bag. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, they throw away stuff on construction sites. This was just more or less laying on top when I went to work one day. So I felt, uh, oh, I'm gonna take that one, <laughs> and then I went home and, <laughs> and dropped it off. So it was like that when I found it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like it's been on the bottom of the sea. Yes. <laughs> Have you done anything with it yet? Uh, no, uh, I've, I'm uh, still at the design uh, stage. I, actually, I finally decided what I want to do, and then I, I took a photo of the saw blade and took it into a, to a CAD program and actually sketched up the knife so I get a, a pattern or something to, to cut it out from right. to see. So you're both designing it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll use you can just the seat of your pants. I got, I got the blade wiped and got the the sharpie out and started drawing on it. I mean, if you're just gonna too. jump into it and just make something without a plan, you could just find any old file and just uh, throw it on the grinder and call it a knife. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that that was actually really inspiring for me to see Tim just whip that out and like five minutes or something I felt okay I have to complicate this and then I got an idea that could possibly really complicate things that I'm not sure how well it's going to fly so I'm, I'll am i keep that on I need to do some tests I'll keep that till next next week's episode um, okay how, how I can make things worse for myself <laughs> so I, I blame I blame Turgworks if it all fails <laughs> I've actually forgotten about it, but I've seen people use uh, files for knife projects uh, on other occasions as well. So it's uh, it's a decent idea. And of course, I instantly thought, I at least have a three, four old files just laying around. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, at the flea markets, it's old files and axe heads and uh, adjustable wrenches. I can't really say no to those but it's a no. reasonable price <laughs> <laughs> so I have um, I've cut my blade out and I've actually started sharpening it oh. and, I've, and I've had to slow myself down <laughs> otherwise it probably would be finished by now to be fair but I got um, I got a new microphone which I was playing about with while I was making the knife because it's got a noise cancelling uh, function on it and I don't know what it was when I got the microphone plugged in. I just started channeling my inner Havard. And I could just imagine myself mumbling along saying, and here I am, sanding the handle. I'm going to start with 120 grip. That being said, I might go on to 180. <laughs> yeah. You're giggling. That's uh, fantastic. By yourself as well, I, I guess. Yeah, I was. Uh, I have it on my list to uh, to check out if it's a possibility to use either your phone or your tablet for live streaming. Because of course, I don't have the fancy uh, like text to speech. So of course, if you could have the the phone just doing the filming, and then you can double back uh, and just read the comments on the screen sometimes. Because I've been thinking in the near future, I'm going to start to dissect that. Uh, pump organ and I think that that is live material just a few hours of me talking to myself while I'm taking <laughs> it apart I mean that's really slow television for you that sounds like a great idea I Could think you... you can use OBS to live stream pretty do they with have some an form app? of control 
No, but I think it can talk to an app as well. You can do it both on a computer and on an app with the stuff connected to it and use the the phone as a second camera as well. Yeah, I've seen people so. do it at least. But then I have to move my primary laptop to the workshop and it's it, it's nesting really good in its um, docking station with all the cables so it would feel <laughs> rude unplugging <laughs> it and bring it into workshop just for that can you do um, a trial live stream but keep it private and just share it with a couple of friends just to try it out first uh, that's that's on top of the list of the things I need to figure out because yeah. it's uh, <laughs> just going only with one some friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> But there are you can you can get some bots, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny! Try trying out the live stream and having some uh, sex bots and some um, trying to sell you Bitcoin. <laughs> and and, and the thing is, can you could you get a couple of bots and then you can, like in the settings, tell that. You're a you're a yes person. You're you're gonna agree to everything I say, and then you're gonna be a troll. So you're you're just gonna hammer on foul comments continuously, and then you can get a dynamic going. Of course, everything is just you because it's <laughs> there's no other live persons involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the live stream is definitely gonna be your thing, Havard. I think it's really gonna suit you. Yeah. M- yeah, most of the three of us, at least. Yeah. No planning, no setup, no editing. It's it sounds tantalizing. I mean, <laughs> and I'm, no I'm, views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the same as the video. So yeah. n- nothing new there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the efforts will probably equal the rewards. So. Well, that depends so on that's, how that's the, charming That's the is. problem. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the thing. That's going to be with the knife along video. It's going to be one of the videos I put the most effort in editing wise in a long time, and it's gonna it's gonna bomb. It's gonna be like <laughs> forty five views or something. <laughs> Pretty sure about it. Yeah, just put some just put some good music to it, make it fast paced so we get a few more views. <laughs> yeah. So what size knives are you aiming for? I mean you're already done with the you already know your size, Glenn, but Yeah, nine, ninety centimeters long. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think the, the, the limit is if you if it's longer than your uh, forearm it's a sword. So that's your limit. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how long your arms are, but <laughs> oh, they're at least um, <laughs> two meters. <laughs> nice. Remind me to get a hug from you next next time we meet. But then again, is it, it is it the blade shape or is it also the length? Because somewhere in between there, bef- between a knife and a sword, you have a machete. Yeah. Isn't that just a hefty sword? short sword yeah but isn't, wouldn't you then call it a short sword I mean a machete is a much cooler word it's, it's one of the, the yeah, more I think, I mean, macho uh, words you can yeah, get. So, so, yeah I mean sometimes you, you things try, try to brand themselves with being being cooler than they really are <laughs> just by giving it a fancy name yeah, but like a, a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I think the machete lives up to its word. I mean, true, true. it's the one you use to bash your way through the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was chatting to Tim the other night while he was making his knife, and um, I sent him a sneaky picture of mine so far, and he said, "Oh, you're making a tanto." And I, I didn't know what the hell that was, and I looked it up, and I actually am making a Tanto style oh. knife. So there we go. T A N T O. Yeah. All yeah. right. Need to Google that later. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Put on list. Get quieter keyboard. Okay. 
<laughs> Check. <laughs> Is this gift for my birthday or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a far bit off, but uh, I talked to my, my my wife bought a gift for her. Uh, cousin and it was a really nice gift and I said oh is this for me nope can I get one <laughs> for my birthday but then I had to redact myself no I want money for a container <laughs> so, <laughs> so if anyone's so asking I, I, want, um, I want money to my container fund <laughs> <laughs> do you have a little uh uh, piggy bank in the shape of a container to put. No, oh, but I know cool. they sell them on AliExpress, <laughs> so it might be here by the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I for some reason, probably because that's basically been what I've been searching for the last week. So now I have ads for container companies here in Norway just popping up in my Instagram feed and. There is this one smaller company which had some container solutions I really liked, and they had just a few hundred followers. So I just follow them and liked a couple of the pictures. Like two minutes afterward, they're like, "Hello, Howard, is there something we can help you with? Are you in the market for?" And I like answer that. You're gonna end up with two <laughs> containers even before you've planned the ground. <laughs> so you started designing the layout. Sent me and KJ some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Even got the seal of approval from the wife, so if that nice. would be erected in our yard, she wouldn't be unhappy about it. So uh, that's how would nice. That be, how would that be situated from the from the house and the drive and that sort of thing? Is it below everything so we don't see it, or behind? Um, or? It is below, and it's uh, on a slope, so I have to put uh, one container. Is it? alongside the slope and then I put the other one perpendicular or 90 degrees on top of that. And So that's in the height of the driveway or... Yeah, roughly. So yeah. then of course I can uh, make like a rooftop terrace on the top one for putting up a bar- barbecue and a lawn back chair or something like that. Are you going for the uh, rocket ship suggestion in the garden? <laughs> mm, well, it's a... Uh... It's still on the design board. It needs a few tweaks. <laughs> Do you need a permit to put up a container no, permanently that's, like that? That's the nice thing. It's, uh, of course, I'm going to have uh, like a concrete uh, slabs for the foundation to just raise it off the ground and then I'm just going to stack them. But as, as long as you can bring in a a crane and just pick them up you don't have to apply for them before they they are not permanently attached so it's like parking a vehicle more or less yeah hmm. nice w- which is nice because then i don't have to talk to anyone and the neighbors can <laughs> complain and of course um uh, it will be out of harm's way so to speak for all the neighbors so i'm having that in the back of my mind i don't want to sour the relationship with the neighbors <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessarily. I mean, YouTube first, but... Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but don't have to talk to people. That's pretty high up on the list as well. <laughs> yeah, very much. Uh, and of course, um, it's going to be modular, so I want to move every woodworking things into one container and the one on top with a then bit of a view. I'll have all the tinkering uh, equipment. Um, I may not specify that very much on the drawing since you asked questions about the Tinder, but no. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, the dream is to have another container uh, for metalwork so I can have metal and woodworking separated and then all the nice electronics work and office and podcast recording and everything on the top bit. So, but that's a... dust-free section. Yeah, the dust-free section, but that's a buying three containers with the layout and I want to get someone that's not totally banged up and rusty so uh, that's a hefty chunk of money to get three in one go so uh, I'll start with one and see unless someone give me a really good offer I might stretch myself to two but then I won't buy any tools for the next couple of years (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't be such a bad thing would it sacrifice sacrifice tools for your workshop it's it's a viable sacrifice, I feel, uh, yeah. and it will free up the 
because we do plan the the workshop that I'm in now is an old garage but if we block up that wall and put in a door and a window it's a, a decent size bedroom and then we go from a three bedroom house to a four bedroom house and that will be adjacent to the new bathroom in the cellar and you have a separate living room so you could also you could rent that out or do whatever so it's a of course we can't do anything with that space as long as I'm doing my workshop thing there so uh, might be a reason why the the wife is uh, <laughs> on to the idea of uh, putting a couple of shipping containers in our yard like uh, it's always good to have arguments for your yeah your cause how much <laughs> is a shipping container Ooh, it's it's they are at an all-time high they are coming down a bit um of course i've been looking a bit into if you want to get it fully insulated or not i did calculate how much uh, osb and uh, construction lumber i needed and so on it is cheaper to insulate it yourself but it is the time and the pain of doing it um and of course using it in the winter time i don't want to open the double doors and they are a bit hard to close when you're inside so you want one with a side entrance with a regular door and of course i need that door to be placed closest to the opening doors at the end uh, usually the door is in the other end but that doesn't really work with the geometry in our yard and the dream of course is for one of the containers to have those with the full side opening so that on very beautiful uh, sunny days you can like open up the entire wall but those are I think the cheapest one of those I found in a relatively new condition is like uh, 8 9,000 euros but a regular shipping container with the opening in one end uh, it's of course um, you can get them down to roughly 3,000 euros but then they have the standard container size has an inside height of 2 meters and 20 whereabouts and if you do insulation on the inside you're actually shrinking that down now I'm used to that in my workshop because um, the ceiling height is uh, not very high but of course a container is a bit more narrow so it's going to feel a bit cramped so I would like to have these uh, HC containers which is uh, like 240 more standard uh, ceiling height mm. internally but then again those are a bit more pricey but there are a few companies around here selling them and they of course they get them in uh, when they have been used for one-way shipping from uh, another continent and sometimes of course it piles up under a lot so they have to have like yard sales to get them out because they can't then have space for new ones coming in so sometimes they drop the prices just to get rid of them so you have to have I need to make the room to just place them in the yard whenever it's ready and then I can uh, be ready to just jump on a very good offer because then you have usually within a week to have someone come and pick them up. Yeah. And of course uh, if you're renting someone with a a lorry with a crane that can pick them up and if you then you need to store them in your yard while you're preparing the groundwork and you have to call them for a second time to hoist it in place that's just a waste of operations and transport money. Yeah. Will you club the outside of them? Uh, long term, that would be an option, of course. And if you do that, you can insulate them on the outside, so yeah. you don't have to think on that on the inside. But then there's the question, like anything else we're doing in this house, we don't know: are we going to live here for two years or ten years? Uh, and of course we're going to end up living here more than that probably and then we're going to regret everything we just didn't do <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> Yeah. but I, I haven't thought much of doing anything to the outside but if I were to do that I would build the cladding so that all the, uh, the hoisting points would be easily accessible so you don't yeah. have to take anything off to put it on a lorry again and move it later probably be worth considering some sort of uh... I know they, I realise I've got a roof because it's a container but putting some roofing on top of that because eventually it's going to rust through isn't it they do hold water don't they on top yeah they, they are 
built to lead the waterway, but I did think that both on the top one and the lower one, the part that sticks out, yeah. I'm, I'm going to build a, a decking because I want to use it as a deck for the nice days you want to go outside and do something. And yeah. then, of course, you do uh, some uh, water tighting underneath th- so that you avoid getting rainwater on top of them or from the yeah. beginning. You could actually do, if you're having um, one laying at ground level and then another one sat on top at 90 degrees, so half of it's hanging over, am I correct with that? Mm. That space underneath you could actually build out, couldn't you? I mean, that would make a nice office and podcasting room, that space underneath it. Yeah, because you get these smaller quarter containers you could use there. But then again, I was also thinking in the long run I would have two 20-foot containers, long side to long side, because then I could have the the one on top just uh, covering both of the two halves of them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It, it's going to be even more interesting to see what happens when you get that first one and how long it takes you to get the second one. I don't think it's going to be very long. <laughs> no, that's the thing. and I'm really looking forward to it because... When I do the inside of my workshop now, I always have a plan. I, I can't do anything that's not easily reversible because I know we're going to use that room for something else. But if I get a shipping container, that is something I bought for that purpose. So every internal structure I put up is going to be out of functional requirements for operating a workshop in that space. Of course, I what I want in my workshop now in the center of the ceiling which is basically above my workbench and so on so it's it's not in the way i would like to have a vacuum hose to that so it's constantly under vacuum so you could have short hoses for uh, hooking up yeah. uh, sanding equipment and so on and i saw a good solution for a a port for choosing which hose you want to suction on so it's like building that integrated into the ceiling would be nice and then of course I don't want to do that in my workshop as it is now but in a container it's going to be purpose built for woodworking the first one What are your solutions now for dust collecting both of you? The outside (laughs) (laughs) That's the best one It's only the bandsaw that actually I used the uh, dust collector on. Otherwise, I just go outside and and let the breeze take care of it. Yeah. So do, do you just have a, a single dust extractor? Yeah. Just a just a like, like a bin one, like a giant Hoover. Yeah, more or less. But yeah. Uh, it's a, the one of those big with a uh, bag beneath and a big uh, fabric bag on top as a filter. Oh, okay. Oh, that's you've got a proper one. Oh, I have. Yeah, the... but it's a, it's the lowest quality. Uh, it looks proper but I mean it just mostly makes a lot of sound I think I'm really impressed because the um, I just have the hoover on top of the like a standard trash bin I think it cost 120 euros or something like that but it has like this uh, 100 mil hose and of course I made an adapter so I'm using a 50 mil hose and I just uh, yeah. mo- move that around and attach it but it has a really good vacuum and of course um, it gets warm but not too warm I can run it for 8 hours stretch while I run the CNC no problems but I think the the paper bag which is the nice particle filter it, it's not the best so it gets a bit dry in the workshop so of course I'm happy of using that I could instead of using a lot of money on a professional one I could buy one more and I can have two of them um, like in parallel and then mount them in a box where they throw all the air out so that they don't have to be in the same room and that would be a more than a good enough solution for me yeah it's the same that's the same uh, sort of thing that I use and they you know they really are good it really does the job I quite like the fact that it gets a little bit warm especially at this time of year it's a little extra heating <laughs> <laughs> yeah I emptied it tonight I'd obviously left it a little bit too long as well the, the, the sawdust was right to the top of the bin <laughs> <laughs> and that's of course is the um, the biggest 
drawback of having it inside the workshop is I have it on in the background while I'm working on a different project so the CNC is on the background and then I'm filming myself doing other things but that droning sound in the background it will drown out any other sound from the workshop so you need to just cut that audio out of the clip and add uh, some backing track and voiceover because you can't use it and that is a bit annoying because some of the clips you want to have the ambient sounds from the workshop but if you have that uh, droning sound in the corner that's not happening (laughs) it's not a nice sound (laughs) no when you empty yours of all do you end up hoovering half the stuff back up into the into the vacuum afterwards that you spilt on the floor no uh, (laughs) of course I open the garage door and I bring it outside and then I I take a bag over it and then I open it very gingerly and then shake it but uh it works decently. Um, right. Well, that sounds like a good system. And then I uh, I use the outside and the, the the air compressor, so I blow it off and the filter and so on. No, I normally do it in the workshop, spill 10% of it on the floor and then hoover it back up again. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do you, like me, have a separate hoover for that? <laughs> no. Because, of course, I have this portable battery Bosch uh, hoover um uh, that is the one I just carry around but it it's really annoying because that's a static builder so you turn it off on and no matter what I do I'm afraid to turn it off because it really shocks you it really stinks <laughs> so I'm maybe my next project is to make a stick to turn it off so I don't have to touch it <laughs> but then the problem the static will eventually wear off but I'm going to forget about that and in a couple of hours I'm going to pick it up again and like (laughs) (laughs) you need some kind of grounding system for it yeah (laughs) I had a thought today KJ a a memory of um, quite a few episodes back we were talking about angle grinders and using them for drilling oh yeah do you bought a chuck didn't you yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. I did. So there we go. Then that's the progress report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see it sitting on a shelf over there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, when, that I did. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> but what what do you plan to use it for? Because when you sent me the link, I, I checked and I, I've seen there is quite a lot of videos where they actually use them for uh, various uh, wood grinding tools. But of course, I I started to think, how fast can you spin a music box? How fast can you spin various <laughs> things? So I was kind of thinking, what can you spin up at uh, thirty thousand RPM? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a nice video. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna try to actually drill with it first and see how that goes. I think the attachment is made to to route out uh, concrete or. Uh, between uh, pointing in between bricks yeah yeah that's yeah. it uh, <laughs> it, it, it seemed like that was the purpose for it at least but it would be nice to do a, do a speed test to see if how 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 fast you can drill but you're actually... gonna try you're gonna try some different materials let's see how it goes with wood first <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to die at the moment so uh, all right, fair enough <laughs> Yeah, we don't want you to die either, KJ. No. <laughs> but I do want you to. I do want to see it drill other things as well. Yeah, yeah, I, it had totally slipped my mind. <laughs> like all, all the stuff that oh, you buy it and oh, I'm going to use this later. I put it here on the shelf. Maybe then, every... <laughs> I see a collaboration coming up because we bought that rotating Santa for the Christmas tree, and of course, it was a bit slow. <laughs> So maybe next Christmas. And I thought, well, if you could do the angle grinder, you could get it up to speed. But you need someone with a really sturdy Christmas tree foot. Do I know someone who has that? Mm? <laughs> so it might be an excursion to Sweden next December or this December. <laughs> You're very welcome. Are you sure you wanted to do that in your house? <laughs> Who said anything about inside my house? <laughs> <laughs> I have a yard, you know. 
That would also be a very nice thing. I mean, putting things up on the Christmas tree, that's an occasion. You do it with your kids. Everybody's jolly. But when you're removing it again, it's like, ugh, Christmas is over. January is here. You're back to work. It's tedious and you have to put it in. So if you could just flick a switch and the tree would rotate so everything would just come off by itself, that would be a really uh, time-saving, I think. You you want it? I mean, you don't want all the ornaments spread everywhere in the living room. You want them to fall into some boxes. So how would you catch them all? Yeah, you need a catch system and uh, and some funneling thing down into a box, like four boxes perhaps. Well, you know, we're, we're makers. You can just make new ornaments every year. Take it outside. <laughs> yeah, but you have to. I mean, you take have it to outside. Pick... Spin the fucker up. <laughs> Christmas done. <laughs> then you need. And then you light it on fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, then you don't have to take the ornaments off at all. Uh, consider if they are flammable and <laughs> biodegradable enough. So that's boring. Uh, or you can make them out of rocket fuel. Then it will go really fast. Hmm. Yeah, but that maybe turn the before. Christmas I, I think upside uh, down and shake it. Hmm. Yeah. If the ornaments are going to light on fire, though, you definitely want them spinning and flying off in all directions, don't you? Yeah. But you should do it at a height. So you should maybe <laughs> talk to Sila Foxlin. Yeah, she, she did a rocket it. Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> KJ could just hold it at head height, then. <laughs> <laughs> like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might need a small tree for that, not the ones I'm used to. <laughs> I've had a couple of odd comments on my videos just lately. Have you guys ever had any odd comments that you can remember? Well, all my comments are odd comments, so it's it's hard to <laughs> only, tell them. Only from you. <laughs> I mean, there's the odd bot one from time to time, but other than that, no. No. Fair enough. I think the oddest one, I didn't even spot it, but you did, Pavard, is <laughs> the comment that said, you need a camel. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I didn't understand the context, but yeah, it's probably one of Glenn's friends and it's an internal yeah. comment, so I just, well, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> don't know who that was. I think I must have come in over Christmas after a little amount of whiskey I didn't that one went under the radar <laughs> yeah it's fun that comment on I don't remember where it was someone commented oh, I'm listening to your podcast I'm like 10 minutes in and I still don't know what it is about how about putting it in the title <laughs> under or in the description <laughs> under there it does only say like thanks you for listening <laughs> but I mean that's what it is we don't have a there's not a topic and purpose and uh like a yeah. red herring through all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, to be fair, if you're listening to a podcast 10 minutes in, you're still listening to it, then what does it matter? You're enjoying something, aren't you? Yeah, I think that <laughs> it actually was yeah. one minute he was listening and didn't understand what what it was about. So, yeah. I mean, we, we don't hey, know. Hey, fuck, what, we, what we need 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, we need 45 minutes to get to the intro. So, after a minute, that's not enough. <laughs> 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 yes, that's two for thirds focus that you're listening of your own free will. <laughs> it still amazes so, me that people. I don't like this. I'm getting angry. I need to tell them that. I mean, if you if you feel like this is not for you, then it's uh, you can click the next button and then you're on <laughs> with your life. But nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be quiet quite happy if uh, someone said they're not happy with us on the podcast if they started messaging that'd be great or told us to get a camel anything really <laughs> any yeah. sort you're of interaction you're sitting oh. there waiting for the trolls yeah <laughs> that's the thing I'm, I'm suspecting that the camel was uh, a bot of some sort it was just uh, randomly for some reason putting comments in but if that was an actual person it would be really nice to just decide all right, that's going to be the longest running thread in history, and we could just go in with the only intention of spinning off that camel thing. 
Like, I, I have a cousin, and she was married off and got 15 camels, and that's a pain in the ass in Birmingham, because where do you put 15 camels? And then you can just spin off of that. I mean, you can keep, you can keep that thread going for weeks. <laughs> yeah, 14 of them were, was really nice, and one was a complete bastard. Yeah. Then after a while we realized oh, maybe it was an alpaca. Someone said that, that that's not a camel, but I mean it it had a hump. <laughs> but turns out it was a cyst. <laughs> <laughs> Cancer horse. <laughs> so that's why the warning labels on the camel cigarettes. That's that's not a camel. It's an alpaca yeah. with cancer. <laughs> of course, if you have one or more camels, one of them has to be named Joe. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> <Pretty> good. <sighs> so, thank you for listening and... Uh, Get back to your workshops and make some knives. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intro, not an outro. Yeah, but if I, if I play it in reverse, it's <laughs> 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 an intro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>